welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 10, Episode 2, titled Pharma Rusical. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one salient co-host from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... Uh, I sat down wrong on my huevos. <laughs> You're such an asshole, okay? <laughs> to Taylor... <laughs> The Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. I totally forgot I said that into the mic. Uh, hello, Joe. How are you this morning, this evening? I, this morning, tonight, this evening? Whatever. Look, you're super confused. I am. I'm super confused. I just, I just, I've been taking too many medications, apparently. Too many pharmaceuticals. Oh, well, we're going to get into this episode, but, you know, let me, yeah. let me, t- let me tell you this. The, I, the, hearing Taylor laugh was so great because... Starting this show, so I, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear what his thoughts are on this episode. You did not look like a happy camper, Taylor. No, I'm not a happy camper for a myriad of reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it, it, it's what we do for the next 12 weeks. It's, it's, it's we talk of this business of show and men in dresses. And it's, well, you know, I have a lot whatever. of I have a lot of weird like tea that I have to spill during this episode as, as uneventful as this episode was, uh, I have a lot of like weird little insight into certain elements that happened on this show okay. and certain things that happened. And, you know, so anyway, uh, how have you been Taylor Velocity boy? You and I have actually not spoken much since last week. We talked, uh, night before last for a little while. Didn't we? Oh Yeah. We haven't talked. To, we haven't talked a ton. I've been living my bachelor life. Yeah, how is your bachelor life going? It's been a, a week now. There's nobody to clean the house, and it makes me really sad. Oh, does Babalu clean the house? Babalu usually is usually responsible for cleaning the inside of the house, and I take care of the outside of the house and the lawn mowing and all that kind of stuff. That's why you marry Latino. Well, yeah, no, you, he he should be doing that too. Right. Well, he should be doing both. You're absolutely right. Um, no, it's it's been it's. He is having a great time. I talk to him twice a day. It's very cool that we live in a time where yeah. I can literally look at my husband on my phone on the other side of the planet and we have no lag. We're able to have conversations where you don't have to wait like, you know, the second or two for the video to come back. Uh, today he was in Osaka and mm-hmm. then made his way to Tokyo. He's been to Hiroshima. He's been to Kyoto. Mm-hmm. Um he was in Taipei first. He's he's having a great time. Apparently, he is eating his way through Japan. So he's like Godzilla. Yes, he is exactly like Godzilla. At least that's the responses I see when he's walking down the streets of Tokyo, all the people screaming and pointing at him in the background. Now, let me ask you this question. While he's been in Tokyo on this trip, yes. have you seen his penis? No. No, because he is sharing a hotel room with his uh, best friend, who has probably mm-hmm. seen his penis I would assume at some point, um, but they are there. There, there's no, there's none of that. That's never been a big thing for me, like the checking, like looking at each other or anything. Have you ever like had that. phone sex with him or with anyone? With, with anyone? Um, 
no, I have sexted before with somebody years ago on like AOL mm-hmm. Instant Messenger back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think I've ever, but I don't think I've ever had phone sex. Oh, really? That I can remember. Have you? Oh my God. I'm, I'm like amazing at it. What are you talking about? Oh God. That is like <laughs> what I'm best at. That, that, that is, that is your, uh, that, that is your hidden talent. Um, I would say, you know, like, I, I look, this is what I would say is I have, I, I will look, be, look, let me be proud of something. Okay. Let me be proud of something. You have lots of things to be proud of. I have lots of things to be proud of, but like, but one of the things I'm proud of, and I don't do this on purpose. I've been told this for years since I was in high school that I have a very, very cute voice. Okay. You have a very nice voice. Yes. Yeah. But I like, wouldn't classify it as cute, but you have a very nice voice. Oh, a lot of gay guys tell me about how attractive my voice is. So when mm-hmm. I do the phone sex, oh. I'm like, so let's let's have phone sex, Taylor. No, <laughs> I don't want to have phone. <sighs> okay, who am I playing? What what's what's my? You're playing Taylor the Latte Boy. I, Taylor the Latte Boy would not have phone sex with Joe Batanz because Joe Batanz and Taylor the Latte Boy are too good of friends. To, so, so who 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 am I? What's my motivation? Okay, we just <laughs> we just met on this music. I'm kind of loving it actually. I'm gonna put it on loop, a loop here. <laughs> okay. Um, we just met on like Grinder and we've been talking and whatnot and. Uh, now it's like so anyway all right so so we've been talk we've been chatting on grinder and now yeah, it's just about stupid shit yeah this is, this is how it goes usually i'm like all right well god i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get off grinder now like uh, or get the phone like you've got me uh, i gotta go i gotta take care of this I'm, i have to beat off i'm so hard so i'm gonna get off the phone do you want to talk on the phone while you do it do you want me to sure here's my number we're on the phone no, we're texting. I thought we were doing the texting thing first and then we're calling oh. each other. No, no, this happened on the phone. We're already on the oh, phone. Okay, so so yeah. we're on the, see, yeah, I'm not yeah. familiar with Grinder, so yeah. I don't know how this works. Okay. Yeah. So what are you so, wearing? Um what do you want me to be wearing? I don't know, a turquoise polo shirt. And uh I don't nothing know, else. Chonies underneath. Chonies? <laughs> <laughs> Underneath your turquoise, I, I a turquoise know. polo shirt and took it turn your little white tidy choiny chonies. <laughs> no, I don't wear I don't wear tidy whiteies. What are you What are you doing? What am I doing right now? Well, right now I'm actually scratching my stomach. But what Ooh. am I doing right now? Oh, I'm la- I'm laying in bed. I'm laying in bed. Where, do, where are oh. you? Where are you in your house? Fuck yeah, I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> are you? I'm just fucking just. Touching myself. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what are you What are you touching? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> it's my dipstick. Ooh. It's your... dipstick. Oh, yeah. Wow. I want to see how much oil's inside of you. Oh, yeah. You have to go really deep to get to the oil. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No one. It's been a, it's been a while since it's been changed, so it's a little tacky. Everyone who's listening now is officially attracted to women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh god. Oh. Oh 
this is what, oh, put your this dipstick was, in me. This yeah. is going to be like in Malibu when you're out here in June. <laughs> <laughs> Evan's filming. <laughs> this is going to be an pay- old 8mm yeah. camera where there's yeah. the one random hair in the lens that just keeps shaking the whole time. At the $3 level. <laughs> At the $3 level, we promise to not send you a link to this video. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. (laughs) So, uh, so you have not had any kind of like phone sex or anything? No. No, we're not big phone. We we just kind of just like to do it when when we're around each other. Before or after you go to Target? Oh, after. I'm all juiced up after we go to Target. Are you really? Great deals. (laughs) Um, actually, I think a lot of times it's usually before Target. Target is kind of like afterglow for us. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll go, we'll bang one out, and then I'll go and spend money on, you know, Mrs. Meyer's soap products, and then just feel like my day is complete. Wow, that's <laughs> the saddest thing you've heard all day. It's fine. I I I own it. I I take I take uh, responsibility. Like, is there a lot of cleanup? How does the cleanup and stuff work? Of after like, I'm like, done like, having like, sex. Well, here's the deal. I've never been married. So, like, when you're married, you, so you have sex with them all the time. When you're, is it like, do you guys have a joke or anything? Like, what happens? Like, so you finish, and then what is it typically like? Okay. Well, uh, okay. The one joke that we had one time that terrified him was we, there, there was at one point a Taylor Babalu sex tape a while back. And we finished doing what we were doing. And I turned the camera on myself and said, you can go to our blog at potismycopilot.com. Email us. A po- and I did the whole thing that I used to do at the end of our podcast. He was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, of course, I'm not going to release that. Usually after we finish, we just kind of talk for a little bit and clean up. And sometimes showers are necessary. And then you go to Target. Maybe get a cheesesteak on the way. This week, Michelle and RuPaul play Mean Girls. Andy Cohen joins RuPaul for a dumb mini challenge, and the girls participate in an even dumber maxi challenge. Eureka is worried about her knee, and Aquaria is proud of her own makeup. In the end, uh, the Vixen was named the winner of the challenge, while Calorie Kardashian Williams and Eureka O'Hara were placed in the bottom two. In a lip sync battle for their lives, Joe Batance and Donna Sugars went head to head. <laughs> You're very proud of that joke, aren't you? (laughs) But in the end, Eureka lived to see another day while Calorie was asked to sashay away. Taylor the Latte Boy named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Okay, it is probably easier for me to talk about the things that I didn't like about this episode than the things that I liked. The one thing you did not like. The one thing I did not like. Yeah. I think it's going to be the first thing that we talk about was probably the thing that really kind of stuck out. As far as things that I did like, I actually can come up with two. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the second – I liked the Vixens' number more than Asia's team's number. Yes. Um, it was, Even though it was, it was hard just, for me to tell them apart. It, 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 but it was more enjoyable to watch for reasons that we will get into later. Yeah. Um, there were some looks this week. That I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. So those would those that would be the two things that I liked, and then the one thing I think is going to be probably one of the first things we talk about. What about you? Uh, I, you know, and I know this is another, this is going to be another thing we talk about at first. 
and I know people. I'm, I know I'm in the vast, in the in this very tiny minority here. I loved the way the Vixen stirred up that drama. I lived for that drama. I loved it. It was everything I, I like about Drag Race. Vixen's definitely somebody. I have mixed feelings about Vixen. I still think she's the villain, but this episode and a little bit of Untucked kind of. I, I am I am torn on my feelings about Vixen. I'm still not a huge fan, mm-hmm. but I definitely there were some layers added this week. All right. Uh, also, you know what? I was pleasantly surprised by what a good judge Padma Lakshmi was. Well, okay. Uh, why were you surprised by that? Um, I just. Um, I have uh, uh, from the highest authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowledge that like she's kind of a bitch, and so I guess I just thought she wouldn't be good at this. That she'd only be good at like Top Chef, but I guess she knows how to judge on TV. Yeah, I mean she's she's a reality TV judge, so I expected her to do really well. I love her. I am a enormous Top Chef fan. So when they announced that she was one of the judges, I was thrilled that she was going to be a judge. What um, would you do if you met Padma Lakshmi? I don't. I wouldn't like scream and yell and jump up and down and anything. I would. I would say it's very nice to meet you and and wherever we were. I would hope she was having a good time. I I mean, I would love to have a a short conversation with her because whenever they do things where they bring in Top Chef fans for one of the challenges for Top Chef, there is always this group of women and usually with their prissy gay friend. So pretty much it's Taffy. Carlisle Huffington and I, your co-host. where the, my co-host on Pod is my co-pilot, where they are trying to out Padma, Padma. Yeah. Where they're trying to do the whole thing of, you know, well, this is a really good flavor profile or, you know, I, I think I taste cardamom in this. Where they try to do that kind of thing to show how impressive they are and why they deserve to be a Top Chef super fan. Mm-hmm. And those people we always make fun of because they're assholes. And what they're doing is they're showing the rest of us how not to act when we meet Padma, or particularly Tom Colicchio. If mm. I ever got a chance to meet Tom Colicchio, I probably wouldn't be able to speak because I have an enormous crush on Tom Colicchio. I would let Tom Colicchio do just about anything sexually he wanted to do to me. Zaddy's home. This week, Michelle and RuPaul play me. It's <laughs> like the whole thing again. Um, and then um, what I didn't like, I did not like the Alyssa Edwards choreography or Alyssa Edwards as a choreographer. I was just not a big fan of that whole segment. Okay. Are we going to talk about that later? Yeah. Okay. Then I will, I will, I will save my statements for later on that. Uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, after Vanessa's elimination, the girls walk into the workroom to de-drag. As Calorie wipes away Vanshee's mirror message, we see an unaired moment from the previous episode where RuPaul makes a side joke to Michelle Visage. Wait, to Michelle Visage. Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie. Yeah! I didn't get the name. What was it? Vanjie. <laughs> Miss Vanjie. Miss Vanjie. Okay, now Taylor, you kind of, uh, you know, you you texted me earlier in the week about this, but uh, you have some thoughts about this. I have some thoughts on this. I definitely have some thoughts on this. You had said when they did the preview for the first segment, 
you said there was something that happened that you would be curious. And, and when I watched it, I said, did it involve Michelle and Rue? And you said, yes. Um, okay. Let's, let's back it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Miss Vanjie thing backing up was kind of odd. It was an odd way to leave. I don't know if there is a reference to that in dry culture. I don't know if that's something where it's over my head. I don't, I don't know. It was an odd moment that I realized that we didn't talk about on last week's show. Yeah. The fact that she did that and previous to that had this really deflated lip sync where when you compared her to Calorie, she really kind of looked lost Mm -hmm. through that whole lip sync and was just not at her best moment. The fact that the host of the show as well as one of the judges of the show would make fun of somebody loud enough that the other contestants could hear her is gross. It's really, really gross and really, really ugly. It left a really bad taste in my mouth concerning Rue and Michelle. My, because what that's doing is that is now putting in the heads of every contestant on there and any future contestant and any past contestant, did they say shit like that about me too behind my back? And is this something where Rue, for Rue, for all of her trying to lift people up and tell them the potential they have and all the things that she says, all of her, you know, self-help stuff, it really just kind of showed her like a shady bitch. My other thought on that is Michelle. Where the fuck does Michelle Visage get off making fun of other people when drag queens are her bread and butter? The children are not clamoring for a seduction reunion. She needs to hold on to a job like this, and she needs to keep building up the brand of Drag Race so that it continues for many years so that she's got a job. It, the, the idea that they would make fun of her, especially loud enough, you know, loud enough in front of other contestants. It just it just blows my mind that that would be the response that way. I thought it was ugly. I thought it was gross. It it actually kind of changed my perception of the show a little bit. That one moment. Oh, it didn't change my, it didn't change my perception of the show at all. Michelle and Michelle and Root are gross people. They're the biggest fucking hypocrites. I've always said this. Rue is a very problematic gay icon. Very problematic, as we've seen in other comments that she's made. Rue likes to talk a big game, but does not. But this is the thing. Think about what Rue is doing. She's making fun of. Okay, let's go back. One, yeah, Rue does. It's her fucking show. She does this every day. And so whatever. She, it's it, just another day at work for her, you know? Like, when I go to the Magic Castle, I've had people, like, weep when I take them to the Magic Castle. And I think it's, no, I'm outwardly nice to them about it. But I think it's silly because I, but I can go there any fucking time I want, you know? Mm-hmm. But I get it. This is one thing that they, they, it was very meaningful to them. Okay. Same thing here is this woman, or this drag queen, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo, went on this show and she's the first to go home. She's humiliated. She's very hurt. As we saw, she was crying backstage. Uh, I even have tea about this too that I'll talk about later. But like, she was weeping. Okay. 
was obviously even the way she was doing the Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie, she was very emotional. Okay. And Rue and Michelle are such fucking narcissists that they don't they can't they can't empathize with her. Even if they even if it's just a job and they'll always be there. They to them that was well, I will say it seemed like Rue had the wherewithal to try and like Rue, Michelle stop it, right? But she did think it was funny. But here's the thing. Now let's go to this. Let's talk about why Rue is laughing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rue was laughing because she kept saying her name. This bitch, RuPaul, redesigned the workroom. You can't turn your fucking head <laughs> without seeing this bitch's face somewhere in the workroom. Any song they have on the show is a like they do a country hoedown challenge. Do they play a country song? No. They play a RuPaul song that's not even country. Yeah. Okay. For we'll a get country to that in a yeah. second. Then on All Stars 3, she had a challenge where she had them dress up as famous musicians singing RuPaul songs to RuPaul in their own individual style. That's that's literally something you would see in like an old timey Batman comic. <laughs> where like the penguin traps Batman and Robin and maybe Catwoman and maybe Batgirl and mm-hmm. makes them dress up and sing for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the, he's like a, RuPaul, like the 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 character of RuPaul in the show is almost like a comic book villain level of just utter unbridled narcissism, and then she's making fun of this girl for saying her name over and over and over again. Every fucking song is this RuPaul song. Okay, yeah. one, two. This Michelle Visage, just the other day, just the other day, I should have pulled up the tweet. Anyone can go look, this, but she tweets a lot, so you have to go find it. I want to say it's like Monday or Tuesday. Someone in Ireland, because you know Michelle's on Ireland's Got Talent right now. Right. Uh, wrote some sort of critical tweet about how Michelle uh, showed her cleavage too much or something like that, right? And yeah. This, this, did you see this tweet? And this, I, I did. I, I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember that was a big controversy. Yeah. And this Michelle lost her fucking mind about, oh, you're not supporting other women. And how could you send this tweet? And blah, 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 blah. Bitch, did you just see the fucking clip that your own production company released of you being equally mean girl to somebody else? That's the yeah. thing. That's the thing that I don't like about. I don't look to be honest with you. If I'm being completely honest, I could see me and my friend doing something similar to this, right? But I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it on TV. That's the part. Is yeah, they put that, it on I television? That's the part that I don't get. How they think this helps the brand? You know, I mean, we've talked about if if you're on equal, if if you're talking shit and you're on equal playing grounds. That's teasing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's just everybody having a good time. Kind of like the reading is fundamental challenge. Yeah. If one person has more power than the other or a group of people have, that's bullying. Yeah. It, 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 you're punching down. bullies. Yeah. You're punching down. Yeah. And and that's the thing is, but like, look, even still, look, I don't think the joke, if if, if it couldn't be heard, no harm, no, harm, no foul, you know? Um... But it, it, they put it on national television. The other queens could hear it, like you said. And see, yeah, I don't know. It, it was it was very gross. And, and what the funniest, the fan response has been that's sort of been funny. 
I haven't seen anyone talk about how mean it is, but I thought I it, I, I I well then it I read to me disagree. Yeah, it, it read yeah, to me it, immediately as mean. Yeah. Okay. Later, Calorie brings up the fact that Aquaria feels Ms. Cracker stole her look. Aquaria tries to deflect, but the vixen was having none of it. So I heard that y'all guys had a very creative conversation while we were on main stage. It seems like Cracker's trying to do Aquaria a la tonight when I was painting, and then I turned around and then it was smudgy, sad eyes. So you're over it, you're, you're not- I'm kind of over it because every look is somehow suspiciously similar. <laughs> what did you say, what happened? Oh, um, someone brought up the fact that uh, Cracker and my face looked very similar today, may have had some situations like that in the past, like, it doesn't bother me, it's no like, it... No, too vague. So what happened was, she said, Well, this is what happened. No, excuse me, this is what happened. All this, well, I kind of felt like so. No, this is what happened. No, We all know that these two heifers look alike. You was bothered that she was doing the same face as you. Aquaria. I would never do something like that to you on purpose. You was mad. You was mad, be mad to her face. Dixon, shut the up. This is what had happened. You interjected and you got so everything all fired up. So why did it take me speaking up? up right now for you to say it? I guess you do need your moment to pop off because you're not going to have too many more. <laughs> <laughs> when we were doing our makeup, you were bothered about it. Were you not bothered? I'm not that bothered. You were bothered. bothered. Why you done ran across the room? You done ran across the whole room, girl. Scared. Sad. All right, Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts on this moment of the show. I kind of liked it, even even though it's I'm not normally one for all the the screaming and everybody yelling over each other. But mm-hmm. she did call her out. She did call her out. You know where we've seen that so often. It it was actually kind of in some ways refreshing, I guess, for lack of a better word. In that so often we see where it's, they say something, and then when it's all out in the open, they kind of well, I just I don't know, I just kind of felt that way. For her to turn around and say that's not what happened. And just kind of bring it out with something that I thought was slightly different. Should she have done it? I don't know. She definitely is a shit stir. I'm not a big fan of shit stirs, but it was, it made it the Vixen, as we have talked about with other contestants on other episodes, the Vixen gives good television. Mm-hmm. And she is somebody that right now, as the villain, um, she, she gives good TV. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, you know what's weird, and, I, and 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 yes, there's this isolated moment, and you could say the vixen's a bitch, and and whatnot. But if you take the totality of the episode, actually, and place the moment into context, and something I was thinking about as I was watching the episode is, I actually think we're in for a really good season with these girls, and I'll tell you why. Because I think the cast is very strong. Yes, I would agree with that. And and not only are they very strong in their drag, but there's a very healthy mix of 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 community and sisterhood, yet willing to take the piss, so to speak. Does yeah. that make sense? So it's yes. not RuPaul's best friend race, but on the like which we, which season nine kind of was, but it's right. not. It's it, it, I haven't gotten a sense of mean girls. In fact, I've been actually pleasantly surprised that Aquaria has been a lot tamer than the rumors were sort of uh, insinuating she might be. 
there seems to be with this group at least as of right now a level of respect amongst all of them yes where they they they, they, they while they don't always understand they also will th- th- there's a willingness to try to understand while also reading each other a little bit i mean a good example is this sponge dress has gotten so much mm-hmm. so much um airtime even this episode they were still making fun of the sponge dress so i think that is something that you know i'm gonna read you because i think the dress is stupid but i also respect you enough to tell it to you and joke around with you about it even though i see it kind of gets under your skin yeah the teasing about it it seems to be good natured yeah yeah so 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 that why that's why in this case i think aquaria was a little embarrassed you know and miss cracker may have been a little embarrassed but um but I, I I didn't feel too I didn't feel too badly for them because both of them have a lot of charisma and self confidence where I didn't think it was going to really devastate them. Does that make sense? If they right. had done that to someone who's maybe a little bit more vulnerable or seemed kind of bullying, uh, I might have had a problem with it. But like again, going back to the punching up and punching down, they were all, they're all on the same level, and it just sort of seems like. I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I didn't get a negative sense from it. I. 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 I know people are mad because they, they felt the vixen was stirring the shit, and she likes to fight, and she held that paper up that said, "I'll fight you," you know. Yeah. But um, I, I actually thought it was very enjoyable. Made it, it's probably the highlight of the episode, actually, in terms of just interesting television. Yeah, I. I yeah, I would. I would say that that it really kind of was a an early pop. And then a lot of it was just sort of drizzle. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. RuPaul, uh, the next day, RuPaul enters the workroom with Andy Cohen to announce this week's mini challenge. Now, Andy, I love me some country music. How about you? I love country music. I love some of the first ladies of country. Ooh, Dolly, Dolly. Reba. Oh, yeah. I'll take a judge. <laughs> so let's play RuPaul. We're going to love today's mini <laughs> challenge because we're going to have ourselves a little hoedown. <laughs> and we're calling it Hey Girl Hey. <laughs> Most entertaining dancer wins. Andy Cohen afterwards announced the winners of the challenge should be Asia O'Hara and the Vixen. Next, RuPaul announced this week's Maxi Challenge. So for this week's Maxi Challenge, I'm writing you a prescription for the parody Lip Sync Extravaganza Pharma Rusical. Now you'll be working in two teams, Asia O'Hara and the Vixen. You will be team captains. Later today, you'll be headed to the main stage to work on your pharmaceutical choreography with a special guest choreographer. <laughs> Got those voiceovers yeah, again. There's a lot of them on here. Uh, the team captains broke the girls up into teams. Team Asia had Aquaria, Monique Hart, Dusty Ray Bottoms, Yuha Hamasaki, Calorie Kardashian Williams, and Eureka. On Team Vixen, we had Cameron Michaels, Ms. Cracker, Monet Exchange, Blair St. Clair, and Mayhem Miller. In the workroom, Vixen decides the roles for her team, but fails to set up any choreography for that team. Meanwhile, on Team Asia, Eureka is extra, and that's driving her team captain, Asia O'Hara, crazy. 
Can we come up with a name for our team? I don't think a team name is important right now. Yes. May I suggest something, Asia? Yes. Do you think maybe we could just read through it out loud one time, maybe? I think let everybody read through it first by yourself. Okay. Asia, when we do go get our clothes, can we just come back here so we can look at them together versus being scattered all over the place? Yeah, girl, everything we're doing, we're doing together. I mean, I'm just suggesting us come together and look at the outfit. So y'all want to put together a little piece of choreography? Listen, we're having time with a choreographer. So I would wait and see what the choreographer <laughs> well, sure. says, you know? But I'd rather go out there with too much material and then, then have to enough. edit it right. than be out there and Very say, okay, bad. well, what are y'all going to do here? We don't have an idea. Okay, so y'all want to do the choreography? Let's do it. Yeah. So let's go over here and just have something. And then if we get out there and we don't need it, then great. Asia. Ugh. Maybe like welcome to Ruko Labs or something. Let the dancers do the choreography. Come on over here, everybody. Well, I'm still a dancer, Miss Thing. Don't cut me off. Just don't cut me down. You know what I'm saying? I'm not cutting, I'm not cutting you down. She can show you how to do it appropriately as the dancer. Ugh. So everybody, whichever way she starts to go, we'll just One, always like, to the right. The right. Yes. In chorus line, it's always to the right. Let's keep it to the right then. Okay. It's always to the right in theater, is all I'm saying. During the table visits with Rue, Aquaria confidently strutted her youth. Eureka hid her worry about her knee, and Calorie was confident in her booty-shaking abilities. Meanwhile, Team Vixen remained worried about their lack of preparation. Taylor, any thoughts about this whole segment? Okay, Jesus, I was going to say, are you just going to read a description of the episode? Yeah, well, I didn't. the thing is, we had to pay, I didn't want to pull another audio clip, so... Okay, that's fine. All right, so so going back to the mini challenge. Yeah. We're going to go all the way back there. Sure. Do you hate Andy Cohen as yes. much as I do? Yes. Okay. And I have, I want to talk about that. Okay. I, he is one of those people that whenever I see him on TV or anything, he is just so, he, he is, I think, responsible for the ugly side of television over the last, I would say, 10 years or so, considering Mm -hmm. the fact that he created The Real Housewives and just that whole genre is just something that I find just – I know we have a lot of Real Housewives fans. I don't get it. I don't understand why all these people that hate each other every week have lunch and then throw rolls at each other or whatever – it it's it's just it's gross and the fact that he's responsible for that and just loves to stir all of that stuff up and make what you would consider probably to be intelligent women act crazy because there's a camera in front of them is just gross he's just very self-serving and i i i do not like him or his lazy eye to me he personifies the white mean gay yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't like it. I don't maybe he's not. So listen, so what I what I was gonna say is he and I actually have a mutual friend. Okay. And just recently I uh, I was at a dinner party with this mutual friend. And I said to the mutual friend, I was had I had I wasn't drunk, but I had an, I, I had a little liquid courage in me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, listen. I know you're friends with this Andy Cohen. I don't know this Andy Cohen. I want you to tell me about him because uh, here's here's my perception of him. I don't know him. You're a nice person, though. I like you, I said to his, my friend. I go, I like you. I like your taste in friends. I've met your other friends. I like them. Tell me, what am I not seeing in this Andy Cohen? And to be honest, this, guy, this friend couldn't couldn't do it. This friend could not defend his friend Andy Cohen. 
He never yeah. said Andy Cohen was a bad guy. He said he's never seen Andy Cohen be mean, but started doing how well. I mean, we're friends, but blah, blah blah blah. Meanwhile, this Andy Cohen likes any. This guy puts up any Instagram photo. This Andy Cohen likes it. You know. Yeah. So, so uh, he's like, yeah, well, we're. Fr-. I mean, he was like, I know him. I lived in New York for a time. We are friends, and. Uh, that, but I, but he, he he didn't he didn't put up a, a a a big you know heavy defense of Andy Cohen. Well, he seems like the type of guy. He's very. I mean, I think you're right. The white mean gay is definitely is there, but he seems dependent on surrounding himself with other more interesting people to make himself interesting. And if they all go away, then he's sort of left with nothing. He 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 is dependent on other people. Like I mean, a perfect example would be. We watched about 10 minutes of that horrible New Year's Eve thing that he did with Anderson Cooper. Mm -hmm. And it was painful to watch him try to keep up with Anderson and try to get Anderson to do like interesting things that he could then feed off of. Now, there's that could be we could go into a whole thing about Anderson Cooper. But, you know, when he does these housewife reunions and then some of the top chef reunions that he was responsible for, it was so the only thing that he was interested in was getting the contestants to fight after they had said we've made up. This was filmed a year ago. We've obviously worked things out. He was try so hard to get shit stirred up that it was just like, Oh my God, this isn't what the show's about. This is about just seeing people cooking. And I, I, he's just gross. We, we talked similarly, I think on season six about uh, Neil Patrick Harris's husband, David Burke, David Burke. And I kind of get the same vibe. Like he needs other people to make him interesting. Yeah, and that's what. And but the, the whole CNN New Year's Eve debacle is so indicative of how stupid executives are. Which is funny because Andy Cohen used to be. That's how he came to be. He's the only ex- entertainment executive that made himself a TV personality. It's weird, you know. And you don't ever see that. It's bizarre, you know. Yeah. And so that's a weird two is CNN's like, well, Kathy Griffin, we can't use her. Okay? But, so what, what can we do? Well, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, they're both white and friends. Let's get them. And they're gay. I bet you they're a blast. And those are the two most boring gay people that ever lived. They're both boring, white, and gay. And it, ugh, I'm sure it was a nightmare how bad it was. I saw clips of it and... Yeah, the cl- clips were just not. There was times that he was saying things, and Anderson Cooper was looking at him like, "What the fuck are you talking about? How would how would they think that he would be able to be like Kathy? The whole point of the Kathy Griffin Anderson Cooper thing is she would say outrageous things to Anderson Cooper, or either make him laugh or embarrass him, and that's what was funny. And they th- they they stupidly thought Andy Cohen would be able to do the same thing. Yeah, it's so so dumb. I'm glad it blew up in their faces. Anyway, so. He's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and the challenge. But by the way, was, sorry, to show you how boring and white he is, if you look carefully, he's wearing an earpiece. Yeah. Andy Cohen is wearing, he can't even, like, they have to feed him lines during the mini challenge. Yeah. He's Stupid not. Andy Cohen. <laughs> we hate him. We hate him. Ugh, can't stand him. So. Anyway, go ahead. What were we going to say about this mini challenge? So, I I didn't like the challenge. I didn't get the song um, that was kind of country, but kind of not. And then 
all of a sudden, like all of them are dancing, but then Blair St. Clair is dancing with a member of the pit crew getting spun around. And it, it, it just was stupid. They did a lot of weird angles this episode, like where they did that one kind of overhead shot of them all dancing, but it was sort of tilted to the side. And then during the musical, they did a bunch of diagonal shots and everything. It just was... It was it was just a weird episode. You know what kind of reminded me of the dancing and the, just the whole Andy Cohen X aspect of it, and the way he and Rue interacted and the way they danced and whatnot. It reminded me of the um, Gaffin episode for um, All Stars One when yeah. when Mama from okay. Mama's family was. I remember they'd all be dancing in that room. I yeah. don't know why it reminded me of that scene in that episode. Well, because that was horrible, and so was this. Well, also, Rue was doing a similar kind of dance in that scene. Well, and the whole... Okay, first of all, the Queens of queens of Country, and he says, Dolly, Reba, and the Judds. Dolly Parton, I'll give you, but Reba and the Judds have not been big. Who would you say are the Queens years. of Country? I would say, right now, I would say the Queens of Country. And I am also not necessarily a huge country fan, but I mean, I think Dolly Parton is is the ultimate queen of country. I think that she is definitely. Um, but I know that people seem to enjoy that Carrie Underwood. And and you're going to say Carrie Underwood's bigger than Reba McIntyre? I just want to I just want to make sure we get it down here because... At uh, this I, stage, I would think so. Okay. I Okay. Um... Who's another one? Okay, well, I guess maybe I don't know. But just it just Reba Mac. Nobody's mentioned the Judds since about 1998. So I, I just. What about that? Uh, the one that sings that blue song? Leanne Rhymes? Yeah. I. Leanne Rhymes, the last. I, I have like a dance remix of a Leanne Rhymes song that I really like from like 10 years ago. I don't know what Leanne Rhymes does now. What about this. Uh... The one who's married to Blake Shelton. Miranda Lambert? Yeah. No. Is that who's married to? I don't no, know. Blake Shelton is, isn't that Gwen Stefani? Oh, wait. Who's the one that's up with that, like, hold on here. I think I know her name, but let me look it up here. Miranda Lambert, I think, was married to Blake Shelton. Who was this person married to? Do you play a song? I have no idea. Coming in. Is Faith Hill? Yeah. On Rue. I love Faith Hill. Paul Radio. I can feel the magic floating in the She's married to Tim McGraw. Oh, that's who I meant. Right. I love Faith Hill. This is one of my least favorite Faith Hill songs. Anyway, so okay. So who would you say the queens of country are? I don't know. I don't care. You know who who is a good... Uh, uh, big country queen. I don't know why they didn't name her. What is this? I don't want to hold you tighter. <laughs> I don't want to kiss you now. <laughs> I don't want to call you baby. Oh, God, what is her name? Georgia Holt. Georgia Holt, yeah. Cher's mom. Cher's mom from uh, season six. From season six, uh, the, the talk show episode. Oh, my God. 
who's the one that kept calling her? Oh, was it? It was, um, what the fuck is that girl's name? Uh, uh, Trinity K. Bonet kept calling, uh, Chaz Bono Chad, right? Chad. Chad Bono. Yeah. And then, what's her name? Uh, Jocelyn asked her about the abortion that she almost <laughs> had when she went to, <laughs> she almost aborted Cher. Uh, oh, that's so funny. She almost and then wasn't mortified till she was on the runway and they pointed it out. You don't ask somebody about an abortion. They almost. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So any, any other thoughts on the mini challenge? No, it was it was it was dumb. And most of them, half of them didn't look like they were really country. They mm-hmm. just kind of did quick drag and then did stupid dances and. Uh, the, the most interesting thing about it was when two of their wigs fell off. Yeah, and the people who won didn't even do country dancing. No, Asia kind of did with the weird kick thing. But then she followed it up with, you know, just, I don't, it was, it was just not, I, I don't, I don't get it. It was a dumb, it was a dumb thing. Now, that's that part. Okay. The whole Eureka thing feels like when she was on the episode where she kind of we've seen this before we've seen her do this before where she was just talk and talk and talk and talk and eventually somebody said well we need to all raise our hands and i remember then she would just start raising her hand she's i have my hand up which means i'm ready to talk like where she mm-hmm. would just she, she she sounded very family guy mom mama mama mommy 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 lois 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 mommy mommy my that just sounded like when you put that clip all together like that that is what came into my head mm-hmm um, yeah, I was curious to hear your thoughts on this because, you know, one of my big concerns is because we interviewed Eureka. I've interviewed her a few times. Would we be able to call her out for being extra? I th- I think she was being extra. Absolutely. Yeah. But don't you think she, she would have seen that in the last season and been like a little calmer about it or would have been more conscious about it, especially when they called her out on it? Well, but I also think that it seems like this episode in particular, she was in her head. Yeah. Um, She also sort of was putting two and two together and recognizing that it was in the second episode of last season that she heard herself doing a dance. And now they were going to have them do dances. Mm -hmm. So I can see where maybe that all starts to play with your head and you fall back into old habit. So I, I I can see where Asia would be over it a little bit. Yes. But how did, I guess yes. there must be moments we didn't see because Asia already knew that she talked a lot. Well, but Asia also remembers her from last season. Don't forget when these girls were filming this, Drag season nine had just gone off the air a couple of months before. Yeah. So this, that is still probably fresh in her head, along with, I'm sure there are other things that we haven't seen. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, any other thoughts about, uh, that we mentioned about the worry about the knee and calorie confident in her booty shaking skills. Yeah, we covered the big points here. During rehearsal with Alyssa Edwards, the girls had varying degrees of success. First, Team Asia, who had prepared some choreography, were ready for the runway. All of them except Eureka, who struggled because of anxiety about her knee. Eureka, are you okay? You just seem shaky. I'm not doing that well, but... I'm trying. I've got like a little, I don't know. What do you got? I, it's, a, it's the PTSD, I think. So I'm just having to work through it. You know, just really take your time. All right. Later in the workroom, Eureka shed some tears as she realized she might be a burden to her teammates. 
What's the matter, Yuri? What are you? Are you okay? Like, are you feel I'm going through. I just feel what? stupid. Why? Don't. Girl. Sister. What's the matter? No, I just don't want to be a mess. You're not going to be a mess. Seeing Alyssa be like, girl, what is wrong with you? You're not even going full force. I don't even know this person, and I don't either. I feel bad that I'm even on your all's team. But it's sick. No, but girl, we're part of our team. You're part of our Eureka. Girl, you're going to make me die. Taylor, any thoughts on Eureka's tears here and how she felt and how she was worried? I think that they're they were genuine, mm-hmm. particularly the 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 episode the the scene we just heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see where she was definitely. You could watch her anxiety raising over the course of that dance sequence um, portion. I think at some point though, and she never really got there. You've got six other girls at this point telling you that you're going to be okay. You're going to do fine. Pretty much what they were saying was, get out of your head. We need you. Mm-hmm. Step your pussy up. Mm-hmm. And she was never really able to do that. She was never able to get out of that. As we saw for the rest of the episode, and particularly in Untucked. Mm-hmm. Untucked this week is a cry fest. Um, it just was not... It, it it just was something where you were just sort of like, oh, my God, we know you've got this in you. Everybody else seems to know it except for you. So what is it going to take for you to figure out what you need to do to step up? Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I wonder how much of it, too, was just Eureka knows how to play the camera. So she can play for sympathy. She realizes it builds a story for herself and makes her case in case she's in the bottom. I I think this goes beyond that. I th- I think j- 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 I if that is the case, she deserves an Emmy because I think that she. All right, I'm going I'm going to revise what I said, especially watching um, especially watching Untucked. Now that I'm thinking back to Untucked, I definitely think at the beginning of this there was some genuine "I am scared." Mm-hmm. Um, Untucked, it seems as though she would get herself calm down and then as soon as the attention moved away from her she would get herself riled up again yeah so in that regards i would agree with you that part of this may be good good television the part that we are talking about the the clips that you just played for us though Mm -hmm. i think that was genuine especially when you have somebody like Alyssa edwards an all-star like Alyssa edwards who can call you out on stuff and say what's going on you you seem you you don't seem comfortable i'm gonna tell you something I didn't like this stunt casting of Alyssa Edwards as a choreographer. One, she was in drag, which I thought was annoying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because even when they've had female choreographers, they're dressed to work. They're not in heels and, you know, dressed for the gods, you know? And two, her choreography was not, I mean, we'll talk about this later when we get to the chat, went to the actual presentation of the, of the numbers. It was really bad choreography. Yeah. I will say, though, you like and we talked about this uh, recently that, you know, I feel like you've ruined Todrick for me. She did not seem even though she was standing there in drag and we know Alyssa can be very Alyssa. She did not seem extra. No, she didn't. She seemed like somebody that be, and she even said this at one point. I've been eliminated from the show three times. I've been where you guys are. You know, Todrick can't say that. Candace Kane can't say that. 
the the guy with all the tattoos, the bald guy with the tattoos. Jamal Sims. Thank you. But so I like to think that she did not, she recognized that it was about them. It wasn't about her. And in that regards, and you know that I'm not the biggest Alyssa fan. Mm -hmm. I thought that she did a good job representing herself as the choreographer. That being said, the choreography was, I didn't get the whole weird, we're going to keep doing this weird thing with our hands where we're doing kind of jazz hands, but they're also kind of puppet hands at the same time. I don't. It'll be, it was odd. I don't get the whole House of Edwards dancing technique. I'll be honest with you. It just seems like when you give a kid too much sugar and they just run around and pretend to dance. Yeah, it always seems spastic to me. Yeah, yeah. On Team Vixen, their lack of preparation showed during rehearsal, and Alyssa Edwards was not happy. So this is what y'all worked on, though. This is what y'all worked on the lines, okay? Yeah. I just want to be clear because you guys are saying that you said you worked on characterization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That to me was very shaky. <gasps> Middle of the road. Any thoughts here on uh, Team Vixen's lack of preparation and Alyssa kind of reading them for it? I no, I think she was right to do that. I, I and she could have gotten all crazy, ripping off her wig and tongue popping and all that kind of stuff. I think she was doing it like. An instructor, if you were to take a dance class and you were you were not stepping your pussy up, I think a dance instructor it could it could have been a lot worse than it was. But I think that she she again there was a professionalism to her that pretty much said, You're not doing what you should be doing. Okay, it's elimination day and Aquaria and Mayhem are admiring their own makeup while Dusty questions whether to apply the dots or not for her signature look. Meanwhile, Calorie confesses that she used to be fat. As a teenager. When I was in high school, I used to be 340 pounds. What? Yeah, girl, I was huge. Wow. And um, my comp... Meanwhile, Eureka wishes she could be 340 pounds. Okay, so all like, right. What? You're horrible. It's lowest. And it's so crazy, because like being from a small town, I would have thought that I would have been picked on for being gay. Don't but joke I was about that. On for being fat. <laughs> I'd walk no. to school and I'd have people throw food at me. No, don't joke like about I'd that. literally be walking, and one of the worst days was they had got a coke, and they threw the coke at me, and I swear to God it was piss. Don't what? joke about that. Yes, and I literally just cried all no. the way. Home. Yeah, it, it was the worst. Like it I'm was so the sorry. worst. Don't joke and about that. And so then, that. like, it was RuPaul's Drag Race season two, and I remember seeing Juju B, and I was just like, oh my god, like she, she looks so sick. confident. And I'm like, I want to be that girl. I want, I, I want to do have that. The confidence. I want to feel regal. Yes, Taylor. You're horrible. <laughs> okay, You're what were you thought of calories? What were your thoughts on calories? Confession here that she used to be fat. Okay, well, I will. Uh, my heart always breaks for people that are bullied. That that is definitely a that is something that while we, some would call us bullies on this show, oh, we get called I, it all the time. Yeah, but I mean, I th- when you've got a situation, especially teenagers, that that's just not that's just not okay. So so in that regards, I like Calorie. I liked her. I've liked her for the season. Um, so that just made me sad for her. Um, it's 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 unfortunately it happens especially for kids that are overweight and gay Mm -hmm. they've got they've many times they have two bullseyes on their back be honest three what (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> I don't even want to know. With I, I, that joke went over my head. Mm-hmm. So, I, it felt like I, I was so proud. I felt the first episode didn't have any forced mirror moments, and now we have our four, our first contrived mirror moment of the season. Yeah. Oh, and there's going to be more. There's there's clearly going to be more. And Untucked sort of there was a mirror moment kind of in Untucked as well uh-huh. with Monique and her relationship with her mother. And it it kind of between that and you had Calorie and Eureka both crying and running all over the studio and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Th- th- it just felt very much of the I don't know how long I'm going to be here, so I'm going to try to get a moment. Yeah. You know, this is my moment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it it just, it, they just kind of all overlapped on each other and it was not cute. Uh, okay, let's move on to the musical. Any thoughts on the uh, Pharma Rusical? First of all, what a horrible title and conception for one of these lip sync musicals. But Taylor, don't let me poison your opinion here. What were your thoughts on the actual musical? You're not poisoning anything that isn't already poisoned. I am. I've never been a huge fan of the lip sync challenges, the lip sync musical challenges. Um, I think a lot of them are really kind of fall beneath expectations. the The first one was really bad. I mean, Eureka was pretty much just saying watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Yeah. The, oh my again. god, it was awful. Like it, it was actually it was kind of painful to watch, and. None of them were super great. I thought Dusty was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of anybody else that was... Yu- Yuhua yeah. was not bad. And I thought, I thought actually they kind of gave Asia sort of a middle of the road. I thought Asia was actually pretty good as far as her lip syncing and mm-hmm. stuff. I thought she, she was pretty good. But I ultimately enjoyed the second one much more. It was hard for me to tell what I would always do. And this is really mean. I would try and see uh, which one had Eureka. It reminds me of like the advice I got for watching Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Mm-hmm. You know, people get confused on whether it's a flashback or the present day. And one of the pieces of advice is to look at his glasses at uh, Gary Oldman's glasses. Okay. Because that's how you can tell whether he's in the past or the present. And it was the same thing. If I could see Eureka, I knew they were team Asia. Okay, and but because I had trouble just just telling the two teams apart because they would they interchanged them. It wasn't like all Team Asia then all Team Vixen. Well, yeah, I mean they it there's so many. There's still th- at this point there's thirteen of them. Yeah, there's that's a lot of people, and you have some queens that look a lot alike or look just enough alike that you get confused as to who anybody is. Mm-hmm. You know, Cameron and Dusty. Their drag, I I get them confused until I see like the muscles on the one, and then I realize that it's Cameron. Yeah. But sometimes he, when they're out there and they just have the wigs on and stuff, you're like, well, who the fuck is that? On Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cameron's totally getting lost in the cast right now. Yeah. Uh, we're not seeing like he's not even in confessionals. He's you just don't see who he is. Uh, and it, it and I'll be honest with you, the muscles are very distracting to me. I'm not yeah. necessarily all super into fishy queen, but it is very, very strange. The the mini challenge with the legs. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd kill to have legs like that, but it, it they were so just 
bam, that it was it was very distracting to to look at. I thought this cha- I, thought, I, I did not think Farmer Rusical was funny at all. I never laughed once. I thought it was super corny and unfunny. Yes, Taylor. Well, okay. And what I would say, well, I agree with you, but what I would say is it almost seemed like in Team Asia's performance, they were laughing at the music versus in Team Vixen, they were laughing at the performance. Okay. It was almost like when they were when they were laughing, they would like hear the joke and they would laugh at the joke versus with Vixen, when somebody would do something crazy, they would laugh at that. That's a very good point. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was a fail. I, I was not a fan of Farmer Rusical, the musical. I, I'll never play that ever. I, yeah. But again, once again, feeling the loss of Lucian Piani. You're right. Last week on Patreon, Evan and I dished the dirt on the rumor mill, and I interviewed two fashion-slash-toy designers about the episode one entrance and runway looks. Next week, the moderator of the Reddit sub, Spoiled Drag Race, will be joining Evan and myself live on the rumor mill to discuss even more upcoming tea from the season. To listen to all these shows, subscribe to Patreon at patreon.com-slash-drag-race-recap. Now, it's time for the looks. Welcome to the RuPaul Drag Race Recap Looks Segment. Why, Joe Batance, are you here showing your showroom best? Girl, you know it more like I'm showing my showroom breasts. Because <laughs> I got man boobs. <laughs> okay. All right. So this week, the girls were supposed to show their their runway best and... Some of them did, and some of them didn't. So let's get started with the looks. The, this, the first one up is Asia O'Hara. She was wearing a bodysuit, which is a, definitely a theme for some of the looks. That was uh, stoned. She definitely stoned those tights and had lots of fuchsia pink that kind of went into a um, ruffles that went up along the breast and over the shoulders down the back. And she also had uh, really pretty light brown hair and yellow eyes. Uh, I liked this look. I didn't love this look. I would give it a, I would give it a toot, but a toot with reservations. What do you think about this look? I like it. I mean, is it my favorite look of all time? No, but it gets, it gets a solid middle of the road toot. I don't, not even reservations, a toot. It's good. I like it. Okay. All right. So next up we had Yuha, uh, Kamasaki, and she came out wearing blue and she had a afro and was wearing a bodysuit with leggings covered over with a, a feather drape of kind, some sort. I love this color blue. It's There was something about the bodysuit that just seemed overdone to me. So it wasn't, again, it wasn't my favorite look. But she didn't look bad. I just don't know that she looked runway best on this. So I'll give this look as well a toot with reservation. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a boot. I think I agree with the judges. It's very boring. Uh, and if, 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 in other words, if it was a different challenge, maybe I would give it a two. But it is called your best drag, and is she saying this is her best drag? I guess I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, that's that's why I'm giving it a boot. Yeah, 
All right, next up, Dusty Ray Bottoms, who came out wearing Beetlejuice Realness in a striped uh, sport coat or blazer with a polka dot ascot and crazy white hair. Uh, I, again, runway best, no, but I liked this look. I liked what she did here, and I liked that she also incorporated the polka dots. I have a problem with, okay, going back to Michelle with the Mean Girl thing. Michelle doesn't like the dots. We get that. The fact that she also incorporated dots, but then also said, oh, they're great because I can't see them. That's a cunty thing to say. Mm-hmm. You know, and it also kind of doesn't, you know, we're, we want we want these queens to speak their truth and to be who they authentically are. But then I'm going to read you every week because I don't like your polka dots. Fuck off, Michelle. I give this look a toot. Well, I think Michelle liked the two overall, though. She loved the jacket, didn't she? She did love the jacket, but I, again, the, Dusty's thing is dots. I will say it looked better dialed back. Oh, yeah, it looks better than what she's she's come out with yeah. before. It's it's definitely something that I really like. Um, but it's, you know, I liked it. And I just, I just, I don't like that, you know, and not to sound this way, but it just felt very much like a little micro microaggression mm-hmm. about the dots that, see, I'm seeing Michelle, and I always know Michelle's kind of been a bitch, but I, I'm just seeing her, this really, this episode, the beginning of the episode really left a bad taste in my mouth about her. Okay, um, did you say, you said you liked it? Mild boot. Okay. Uh, Next up is Monique Hart wearing, again, the same blue and kind of serving a Cookie Monster type uh, themed outfit with the big white eyes on top of her head. She also revealed a second look that was sequenced and had two hands over the breast and a, a mouth on it, which feels similar to somebody else's look from last season who I can't remember. Um... I didn't like it. I feel like the Cookie Monster thing, we've seen that already with Manila. Did that way back in season three. And this just kind of felt like the poor man's version of that. So I did not care for it. I would give this look a boot. Yeah, I just thought it was boring. Another bodysuit. There was a tearaway and a reveal, but the reveal didn't. It made it worse, actually. I think I liked it before the reveal. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. All right. Next up is Calorie Kardashian Williams. Uh, Calorie came out wearing a black sequins, kind of a bodysuit with big sheer aspects of it. And then uh, gloves, kind of, they're not really gloves, but there's something that kind of overlays over the fingers with some pulled black blonde hair. I did not like this look at all. I thought it was very, very basic. Again, for runway best, I don't get these girls all coming out in these bodysuits for runway best. It just, it's it's something you would wear to a performance at a, you know, on a Saturday night or on a Tuesday night for 50 Cent Wells, but just not something that I would consider to be runway best. I would have to give this look a boot. All right. Uh, I agree. And you use the term I would have used, which is basic. Yeah. Boot. Boot. Okay, next up is Eureka, who came out in another bodysuit that was uh, kind of geometric printed. It was pink, and I'm going to assume either dark purple or blue. And when she ran her fingers across it, she said it was like mermaid scales, so it would change colors. Uh, the The look itself, again, runway best. I don't think it's runway best. I've seen, I've definitely seen Eureka looking better in different outfits. Um... So not my favorite. Uh, it looks like it's very superhero-esque, and I appreciate that aesthetic. Now, that being said, it didn't go with the outfit. 
I loved Eureka's hair. Mm -hmm. Eureka's wig was everything. I thought I thought the wig was super, super pretty. It just didn't go with the outfit. So the wig gets a toot. The outfit, a boot. It's a boot, especially since she's been touring and making all this drag race coin. How does she not afford just a fucking killer outfit? Yeah. For her, you know, for her best. Her drag best. Yeah. Hmm. Next up is Aquaria, and Aquaria came out in a sheer bodysuit, and she also had on um, a, a neon green marabou, and she had a huge, a couple of huge rings through her nose, and then she did kind of Batman-like neon green ears going up the side. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting look. Again, I don't think it's Runaway Best, but I, I, I am curious if she is consistently doing boy chest. If that's going to be a thing for her is where she doesn't ever wear the plates or doesn't ever do anything with shading or contouring. Uh, It felt a little bit more club kid than drag queen to me, but it was an interesting look. I give it a toot, but again, a toot with reservations. Her makeup looks great, though, in it. I give it a toot. I really like it. I don't know why, but I do. It's I think the hair is the the hair kind of brings it all together. Because the hair is just something we, as to the best of my knowledge, we've never really seen before. Yeah. Okay. So next up is the Vixen. And the Vixen is wearing a fire-inspired dress with a bright red wig. It looks similar to something. um, It reminded me a little bit of Aja's look from last season, only done tailored and um, looking beautiful. Mm -hmm. I fucking loved this look. I thought the Vixen looked amazing in this. I loved the red wig. I loved everything about the design and the fabric. And for as much as I don't necessarily care for the Vixen, she hot pussy, man. She looked she looked great. So I give this look a definite toot. Yeah, big toot for me. I loved it. Okay. So next up we have... Miss Cracker, and Miss Cracker is wearing a gold lame form-fitted dress that is laced up the front and the back with her apparently her signature Cracker hair. Uh, another great look. This was the, the the one-two punch of the Vixen and Miss Cracker. Th- this this gold lame look, very um, I'm gonna screw this up, but very Terry Mugler from the uh, '90s, very uh, George Michael Too Sexy video. I thought it was great. I loved. I'm not usually a big fan of gold, um, gold lame, but it I just she looks amazing in this. She looks very metallic, very android, just great. Another great look. I would give this a toot. Toot. I love it. I love the way yeah. I saw it. Okay. Next up, we have Mayhem Miller wearing something very classic, very 30s inspired, with a great combination of light blue, aqua blue, and gold. She looked gorgeous in this. I, I loved the look. It was very fish. Very. I loved the color combination. I loved the very classic style of it. I, 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 I am becoming a bigger and bigger fan of Mayhem Miller from everything I've seen with her. Oh, really? And look at this, this. Yeah, this is really. This I really, really like her, um, and I liked her also in her performance in Farmer Rusical. Um, is that how you said it? Farmer Farmer Rusical. Yeah, see that I forgot that fast. That's how bad they were. But I loved, I loved this, and I definitely give this look a huge toot. Uh, yes, I agree. Huge toot. 
It looked great. Fantastic. Loved it. Linda Evangelista. <laughs> All right. Next up, Blair St. Clair. Blair St. Clair wearing a dress that was, I believe it was gold on top and then purple uh, sequin fringe on the bottom. It was a very pretty dress. Kind of felt slightly basic to me. Kind of felt old lady to me. It felt like something you would get at uh, Dillard's in the mall in like during the holidays. At Draper's and um, Damon's? Is Draper's and Damon's a Los Angeles I don't know. department store? It's a place where my, or my old co-host, Mike Lawson, had a boyfriend that worked there. I think it was an old lady like clothing store yeah it's just kind of that it just it's just for somebody that is very young it definitely she looked much older here and i didn't necessarily care for that i kind of liked it at first but looking at it again the second time it just i i don't like how much it aged her so i'm gonna give it a um i'm gonna give it a toot with reservation boot i didn't like it hated it okay you know what i'm gonna give it a boot too i'm changing i'm changing my vote so next we have Cameron Michaels, who is, comes out in a nude bodysuit surrounded by uh, rainbow butterflies, butterflies that come into a gradient where it sort of is a rainbow. And then she comes out with a lot of tool, like a bodice with a tool that has a lot of butterflies on the back of it. I thought this look was really pretty. I really, really kind of liked this. It felt very pride, something that you would see on a pride float or see at a performance. Um, the, the makeup is a little harsh, but I think that's sort of how she likes it. But I I really like she came out and I kind of did a oh I like that. So I'm gonna give this look a toot. Um I'm still gonna give this look a boot. I just I don't get Karen Michaels yet, but I will say, did you listen to the episode I did with my cousin Natalie and her friend Javi? I've listened to the first part and I've listened to I think half of the second part. I really enjoyed them. I really, I really definitely enjoyed hearing their take on things because they know the actual terminology for a lot of the stuff that I sort of make up on the fly when I they made a good point I think it was in the runway look with Cameron Michaels where they said about how the color schemes he chose for his look may feminize him a lot so he chose a lot of like okay. pinks and pretty colors and I you could see he did that here too he does that to make him look more feminine just by the fact mm -hmm. that those colors are very feminine in and of themselves like, and I recognize that now that Javi pointed that out still a boot though all right so next up, we have Monet Exchange, who comes out serving uh, Mary J. Blige realness with her short blonde pixie cut and then a red body, uh, body suit, for lack of a better word. Uh, again, runway best. I would disagree with this. I did not like this at first, but watching her move in it and untucked and then watching her later on, I actually do kind of like it. Do I love it? No, but I like it. So I'll give it a toot. I give it a boot, but I didn't see her move around in it. I didn't see her move around in it in Untucked, mm -hmm. and I haven't seen her move around in it. So it's based on the on what I'm looking at. I'm going to say a boot. It's very basic. Yeah, it's a it's a very basic for something that's supposed to be runaway best. So, so that's the looks this week. That's the looks. All right, back on the main stage, Team Vixen was named the winner of the challenge, and the Vixen was named as the individual winner of the challenge. All of the members of Team Asia were up for the elimination, and in the end, RuPaul placed Calorie, Kardashian, Williams, and Eureka in the bottom two and forced them to lip sync for their lives. The song? Best of My Love by The Emotions. Taylor. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this song? 
I do remember this song. I love this song. Every time I hear this song, I immediately in my head think of Boogie Nights. Because this is the first song that plays as Boogie Nights starts as it's, as the camera swoops through the club and kind of shows everybody. So anytime I hear this, that's what I think of it. It's a very joyful song. The lip syncs were not enjoyable to watch. Oh, I like Eureka's lip sync. No, I, Eureka's, Eureka's built over time, but you, I wanted more. I wanted more from both. Well, of them. look, she can't do this. Eureka can't do much with that fucking knee. <laughs> okay, but she can't. She can't rely on that knee. <laughs> um, that can't be and it, I don't necessarily wasn't expecting a death no I was kind of expecting a death drop from one of them Look, or let's some be honest sort of if one of them did, they'd actually drop dead <laughs> stop so Cal- Calorie did a death drop last week while throwing money in the air it's possible and there, there are parts of the song where you could kind of see there be something something could get done it just felt very they both just seemed sort of defeated in it Alright. Well, in the end, Eureka was told Shantae you stay while Calorie Kardashian Williams was asked to sashay away. Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? Is there anything we missed? You know, cause we kind of zip through this. Are there any big moments that you're like, you know what? There was this moment that happened. I wish you would have talked about it. What did what did we miss, Taylor? Did we miss anything? I don't think so. I think the the big thing that I would been looking forward to talking about, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, was the Michelle and Ruthing in the beginning. Yeah. And really, between that and the the Vixen kind of stirring shit up, it all sort of went downhill from here. Not one of my favorite episodes of Drag Race. No, it was. I still have hope for this season. The, I feel the beginning's always a little much. There's too much to focus on. And, and I think it was as good as it could be for that situation. You know, one thing we didn't talk about, not a big thing to talk about, was was it surprising how much Blair struggled during the choreography moments? Y- yes, that was something that I was not expecting for somebody that is such a Broadway baby like she says she is. Yeah. Uh, that she she really had a hard time with that uh, run. I mean, there wasn't really. I mean, we just talked at length about what I would have to say about it. Like, oh, I was surprised that she wasn't good at that. Um, yeah. Other than uh, one, go ahead. One other thing would be looking at my list as to who will make it to Snatch Game. One of the people that I did say would not make it to Snatch Game is Calorie. Oh, I have tea about this actually. Thank you. Best you know. So I, I've always had this little bit of tea, right? Which okay. is somebody that I know worked on the promos for season uh, All Stars and season ten, and okay. they filmed. So just so everyone knows, they filmed the promos immediately after this episode. So like literally the next day after this, they filmed the promos for All Stars and season ten. So okay, I, I think All Stars was first. I think that was Saturday. And uh, they, those queens came in on that Saturday and filmed their promos. And then Sunday was a season 10 girls. Okay. And my the person that I know that worked on the set was telling me, he had already told me that the people who were, went first were, he couldn't remember the order, but he remembered it being Calorie, Kardashian Williams, and Vanessa Mateo. So I knew they went home first. I knew they were the first two oh. to go home because... Um. He told me, he said, oh, well, you know, they told me, hey, just so you know, Calorie and Vanessa, they're going to film their Meet the Queens videos. They have to pretend like they can still win. Uh 
and they have to pretend like the show hasn't happened yet, but they they've already been eliminated. And the reason I was surprised by last week, everybody was surprised. Everyone thought Calorie went home first and Vanessa went home today. Okay. The okay. reason I was surprised was because Vanessa was so upset, according to my friend, that like so my friend thought she was the one that just got eliminated because she was so emotionally still shaken that they had to like have like almost like a therapist there on set to like consult and she had to do multiple takes she would break down while they were filming it like they it was it was hard for them just to get her to do her thing how do i get that job be the drag race therapist do you really want that job oh except that except that everything would have to be confidential so i could never actually write the book of all the stories because you know the therapist on set they got some stories yeah what do you think that what do you think a therapist for drag race? What do you think their drag name would be? <coughs> uh Oh god, why would you put me on the spot like that? I already have it. What? Anxiety. Anxiety. Yes, okay. Anxiety. That would be their that would be the drag queen therapist name. <laughs> Uh, okay any other final thoughts in the episode is that it we're closing the book we're closing the book let's close the book on this shit sammy all right well that concludes this week's episode of rupaul's drag race recap be sure to join us next week and every week as we discuss dissect and deconstruct each brand new episode of rupaul's drag race season 10 so for tato the latte boy and myself sashay away until next week Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. If you want to help the show, leave us a review on iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the higher we move up in the rankings, and that helps the show find a bigger audience. If you want to help the show even more, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragracerecap. For as little as $1 a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content not available on the main podcast feed. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit us at our website at dragracerecap.com. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Instagram and Twitter at PIMC Taylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at catchinguppodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance, that's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E.